As you find yourself going deeper and deeper down the internet, telling yourself you'll watch just one more video before you go to bed, knowing that you should have gone to bed an hour ago, that's where you'll find the Dragoon Effect. Welcome back to Dragoon Effect, an audio-only Let's Play podcast that cares about your mental health. As always, our motto is, it may be terrible. But that's okay. We're here to have fun. This game is interesting. I don't know if fun is quite the right word, but it uh, it's definitely different than things I've played before. And it's even different than their follow-up game, Martha is Dead. Very, very different. I talked about that a little bit in the gameplay of last week, and I figured I'd expound on it a little bit more today. It was really cool that they kind of like prefaced Martha is Dead, and I wonder if they knew that they were going to do that or not. Because in Martha is Dead, it takes place, I don't remember the exact year, but it's during World War II in Italy. You play as Julia, a twin sister of Martha. And you kind of have this day-to-day life, and then there's this unraveling story that combines how your father is part of the military at the time, as well as trying to do what's right, but then also people around you thinking that you're going crazy. I would recommend checking it out in some capacity. Uh, In that game, they did have an option to turn off or just skip the scenes of kind of the most gruesome content because there are a couple of things that are a bit much, let's say. I looked them up afterwards on YouTube and they didn't really add that much to the story beyond seeing an action being performed versus skipping across seeing it and then just being like this action happened i'm feeling kind of rambly today yeah that's okay it may be terrible but let's get into the game all right what did we need to do now everything is ready we can go to the bathrooms we can go along that narrow corridor in the kitchens we'll meet her in the showers yes So head back to the kitchens. And then no, not in here. Ah. Stuck. There we go. And then oh, I see. The hallway by the kitchens. There's some more doors. And heading upstairs, some stairs. Really dilapidated looking area. And there's a door outside, but it's locked. Oh, wait. Oh, am I? Hold on, what's this sign say? Ward 2 Calm Women. Maybe, okay, for a second I thought maybe I was back at the, uh, the front where we started the game. Wait, no, yeah, because here's my elevator. Oh, okay. Uh, 
shoot, I already forgot. Where am I going? The showers. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember. So it's been a little while since I last played. We're walking down the ward for column women to get to the showers, I believe. Well, there's something shiny in this globe. Okay, I'm getting a flashback. There's something shiny in here. Uh, oh, it's another diary page. Uh, is it you? No, I don't think so. No. So it must be over here. I think this is it. tried to be alone. I would sit down on the ground and curled up in the dark. I would repeat a word, any word, in continuation. This helped me not to think, not to lose myself. I would spend entire days like this, hoping that my mother would ignore me. Her compassionate words hurt me and terrorized me even more, and so I had to... words. After a few days, things got better, and little by little, I came out of my hiding place. But the fear was always there, under the surface, ready to strike me even harder. Okay. Well, this wasn't where I needed to go, but found a diary page. Um... Okay, I'm not sure where the showers are anymore, so I'm just kind of wandering from room to room. Trying to see if there's anything. Oh, okay, I thought I saw something shiny, but it was just sunlight on a table. There's a, oh! Uh, creepy dentist chair, I think, with a flashback. Okay, well that was fun. Mm, no, can't go in there. It's an empty room. Well, no, it's blocked by a fallen bookcase. Going down a hallway. I think this might lead to the bathrooms. It looks like bathrooms. There's six. Everything's ready. Let's get undressed and leave our clothes on the hooks in the changing rooms. Oh, here's the hooks. And now it's black and white, so we're in the past. Let's turn the water on now, and everything will be as before. Okay. Where is... Here's a valve. Do it? Oh, jeez! A bunch of people just appeared suddenly in the bathroom. Startled me. Not that they're doing anything startling. They just weren't here a second ago. 
whose treatment requires special severity and rigor. Onanism, parentheses, masturbation, homoeroticism or homosexuality, unnatural mothers. What does that mean? Like, wait. Yeah, what does that mean? Mothers who fail to develop the instinct of motherhood, refusal of conjugal duties, oh, gross, and adultery. Wow, this is, um, messed up. Messed up. Mm, something about a ward upstairs, I think. So let's head upstairs. Walking down the hallway, always lots of fun. Bum bum ba dum. Where's the stairs? Not here yet. Here are the stairs. And up we go, cause it's faster than the elevator. And then, where do I need to go? Let's see, oh, there's a locked door, oh. Okay, these doors just opened as I approached. This is for... When there was too much chaos, they closed all the windows in the door. They turned off the lights, and it was pitch black. Some people fell asleep. Some others stopped seeing their demons and became more calm. Ward 3, partially agitated women. Okay. More. Oh, these doors are all locked. I can't even open them even though they're closed. There's an open door here. Oh, there's a hallway. 
Anything interesting down this hallway? Oh, another another shower. Bath slash bathroom. Okay. And mech. And an open door. It's the only door that's open. Uh, off the hallway. At the end of the hallway is an open door. But let's see what's in here. It looks like beds and cribs. No, oh no, it's not a crib. It's a it's a metal laundry basket. But I think that might be it for what's in here. Oh, there's as I'm leaving the room, there's a creepy portrait that looks kind of like the the rabbit from Donnie Darko, only there's like four of them talking to each other in pairs of two. Mm -hmm. Alright, went down to the end of the hallway, there's another room that I could go in. Oh, there's a big old portrait of a woman on the wall, of her face, above some kind of electric box. looks like a really old um, defibrillator. Because it's got like little paddles on it. Oh my gosh! They really did. I thought that was a metaphor when they said it. They tied you to the bed. They tied me to the bed. Wait. Who's the narrator? A woman died next to me, choked by her own vomit. I'm so confused. 
she was tied down because she wouldn't stop pleasuring herself. I can still hear her death rattle. I screamed, but nobody came. Everybody screamed in there, all of them. Okay. It was then I saw the doll, which wasn't Charlotte. No, she wasn't Charlotte. Uh, it's, we're tied to a bed and there's a man and it's really white. And now we're getting random flashes that I'm having trouble following. There's a schoolyard and a home and now a schoolyard where all the children are animals and a man having sex with a woman, I think. And then a mother slapping a child, I think. And then a child cuddling with their doll in bed. Uh, and now we're back and we're looking at the, this old man. Or older man. The past came back to hurt me again. In the loneliness of that crowded ward, he brought it with him. I thought I would never see him again. He'd come to remind me who I was. That's what my mother used to do. That's what I had done. It seems that my life in here was just a repeat of what it had been outside. The dull. The fear. The shame. I'd have loved to raise everything I did, but instead I always went ahead and did it again. There's a note. Monte Foscoli, November 12th, 1939. My dear daughter, it is with great sadness that I heard what happened. Your transfer and your sufferings are a cause of great worry for me. It will take time, but you'll see. Things will improve. They'll treat you, and you'll get better again. I pray a lot, every day. Write to me often, and tell me if you need anything. I promise I'll do what I can. Try to be strong. Mom. Oh, boy. Um. This is the last letter she wrote to me. Once I was put into this ward, I was overwhelmed by loneliness. After that medical examination, I received no more letters from Mom. Why is that man here? Why doesn't she come to see me? Did I make a mistake? It didn't seem like she wanted to abandon me. What did I do wrong? I'd like to be able to reply to her again now, to change things. Okay, uh, apparently I can write a letter now. Uh, my choices are, please, I beg you, get me out of this place. It frightens me so much. They've taken everything away from me, everything. I'm so alone, nobody knows about me. It's as if I didn't exist. Or they hurt me really badly. Uh, I'm going to go with they hurt me really badly. Oh, shoot, I got more options, and I didn't see them. I was I thought I had to hit X to move the scene forward. Um, my next choices are, but now I'll behave for sure. Now things will be fine. I'll work hard. I'll be very good. I don't know what's happening to me. Sometimes I don't even know where I am. I just wish I could die every night. I hope I don't wake up again. They hate me. He hates me. He wants to kill me, but nobody understands. Nobody believes me. Uh... 
Uh, I'm gonna go with I just wish I could die. Perhaps she would have listened to me. Will she reply? Now I'm holding the letter? Okay. Um. The letters were sent to the archive. It was their job to post them. So I must be looking for either an archive or a, like a mail office, post office? Mailroom. That's the word I was thinking of. Oh, the doors are unlocked now. In the other rooms. Anything of interest in here? No. No. What about this one? Nope. We'll get a see. Oh, that's a gruesome scene of this bedroom where people were in pain and one woman looked like she had somehow. She was tied by the neck to the wall. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in here? Oh, something shiny. Diary pages. often came when I was at school, turning my fellow pupils into puppets that would terrorize me. To me, they appeared transformed, with the bloodied heads of animals stuck where their own heads should have been. I would curl up on the floor and would even wet myself. The teacher would try to console me and would smile at me, but her teeth and her eyes would terrify me even more. Things did change. I don't know why, perhaps during the second or third year of school. It was more or less in the same period that I became friends with Bruna. I remember the sensation of joy I experienced when I felt almost normal. The light isn't coming. The dreams have gone. And I have a real friend, one who speaks to me. I would repeat this to myself proudly while looking in the mirror, where I no longer saw an embarrassing reflection. It seemed to me that the world was a difficult place, but it was no longer impossible. Bruna. I did not understand what Bruna saw in me, especially as she was almost two years older than me. I would tell her this every now and then, and she would joke about it, saying, Nothing. I don't see anything in you, which is what I like about you. And then she would hug me. One day, she was sad and pensive, and said to me, You and I are the same. Don't be fooled. You are reserved and honest, and I'm not. But that's the only difference between us. The only one. Then, 
she began to cry. I was struck by the perception in her words, but only today, after re-examining my past, do I understand what she meant. Okay. Oh wait, what's this down? Okay, there's some, back in the menu I noticed some symbols towards the bottom that I, I have no idea what they mean. Alright, heading back, trying to find a mail room, because like everything else we've like recreated the past and that's advanced the story. that open towards you will stop when they run into you, which, I mean, is realistic, but it's it's kind of a little annoying. Oh. Uh, image of women fighting in this bedroom. I should have set myself up for success. I think here. I remember a recurring dream from that time. I used to have plenty of nightmares, but this particular one was so real that even today, I ask myself whether it could have possibly been just a dream. I was in bed, enveloped by the warmth of the blanket in the dark, about to succumb to sleep, when I heard the bedroom door open. I turned to face the wall and did not have the courage to turn around. I only saw a shadow cast against the wall by the light filtering in through the door. Then. I heard the door close again, and I thought that it might have been my mother who, before going to bed, used to peep in to see whether I was sleeping. However, there was no time to breathe a sigh of relief, for footsteps approached the bed, and I heard the sound of breathing close by. Fear paralyzed me from head to toe. The blankets were pulled back. I remember the chill of fresh air on my spine. Someone sat on the bed, and I trembled. Then the dream finished. Okay. There's a skull on this table. I think it says 456. Arreste Pacheco Psychosi per parentheses 8 and then 456. I wonder if that's a code for something. Like a puzzle. Alright. 
Going back down the hall, checking some more rooms out. It's like a laundry room? Yes, definitely, definitely a laundry room here. Okay. When you were sent to a lunatic asylum, you lost the right to possess anything. Everything you arrived with was packed up and stored here, even the clothes you were wearing. In case you were released one day, but far too many never left. Okay, well we're in the room. There's like a big stack of shelves in front of me. Oh, because I, I get it. It goes with just what she said. It's people's belongings that never, never left or never released. And there appears to be some drawers that are potentially openable. It doesn't look like there's anything in them. At least not the ones I'm selecting at random. Oh wait, that one said RST when it opened. That one says nothing. Well, this said, oh, I was reading RST on the front. Oh, right, what was my character's name? Dear oh. Mother, please, I beg you, get me out of this place. I'm so frightened here. You were right. I know I was wrong. I understand. I'm so ashamed. If only you knew how much. But now I'll behave myself, I promise. Now things will be fine. I'll work hard. I'll be very good. Your daughter, Renee. This letter, it was Renee's letter, just as she wrote it back then, but it was never sent. Why? Why did this happen? I received your letter, Mom. You tell me to be patient and strong, while I only feel fear and pain. And you don't write to me anymore. If only these words could be my soul. I'd tell you what was happening to me. The kids want to kill me. They all look the other way and tell me what to do. I don't understand. She helps me, but what have they done to her? Can you tell me? Will you help me? Renee. Montefoscoli, July 7th, 1940. My dear daughter, I have received no news from you. You have not contacted me in months. I'm sorry, but I don't have the money to come and visit you. Do you remember Mr. Onofrio? He'll soon be in Volterra for business. I've asked him if he would be kind enough to ask the director for some news about you. I hope he'll bring me some good news when he returns. But please write to me. I know that I was strict with you. You have to forgive me. I didn't think. I've given Mr. Onofrio a new doll for you. You told me that you lost yours, and I know you loved it so much. It's not as nice as your Charlotte, but I hope that it will comfort you nonetheless. Keep your chin up, darling. Everything will be fine, you'll see. Mom.
Montefoscoli, October 12, 1940. My dear daughter, I've written two letters to you and have received no reply. Every day, I'm anxiously waiting for a letter. Mr. Onofrio's back. He brought you the doll. Do you like it? He told me he was unable to speak to the director, but managed to see you. I pray for you every day. Even Don Gino said a prayer for you during Sunday Mass. Isn't that nice? I've made up my mind, Renee. I'm bringing you home. I've already written to the director. I told him that I'll take care of you. Oh. I'm not very well at the moment and can't work, but I'll get better soon, you'll see. And as soon as I can make the journey, I'll come and fetch you. I know you're suffering a lot, but please be strong, I beg you. Mom will come and fetch us, won't she? Mom is good, but she's not well. That's why that man came. She also sent us the doll. I could have played with it and talked to it while waiting for her to come, but Renee didn't bring it with her. Perhaps she's been abducted like all the others and is locked up here somewhere. That's so messed up. Like, ah, uh, that's frustrating. So presumably, the doll's here somewhere. Oh, what's happening? I clicked on a parcel, and the camera, oh, I get it. I bet the camera pointed me to where it is. So there's a ladder I can climb to get higher up on the shelves. Oh, it's moving into position, and now I'm climbing it. Got it. And there is a parcel for Renee. Now we can open the bundle on that table in front of the window. Okay. That's like five feet away. Am I, am I opening it? Yes. Okay, I see. There's a, looks like there's a doll, some shoes, a medal, and maybe a picture? I don't know what... It's like a necklace. I don't know what it says. The picture, I think, is of... Young Renee, she's sitting, like, on a stone wall in the countryside. Some shoes. Another picture. Nope. It's, all, it's the shoes. May oh, the Lord guide your path and keep you from sin. Mom. Can I flip it over? Is there anything on the back? Nope. And a doll. You see? Mom was good. I was bad. Mom was worried about Renee and Charlotte. I abandoned Charlotte. We've abandoned her. New chapter 10. Oh, I think I missed some chapter announcements in there. Like, I just missed we had changed over because we started. Let's look for Charlotte. We have abandoned her. Will she still be where we abandoned her? Under the warm lights? Uh, oh, yeah, where did we put her? Because we put her in the chair and hauled her up and put her under some lights. Um, yeah, we started, it was chapter 7, I think, when we started, and now we're on 10. Okay, walking down the hall. 
Trying to remember where it was we pushed Charlotte to. Aha! Aha, I found her. Okay, can I interact? Yes, okay. You flashback, black and white. You see. We're just moving down the hallway. There's not really anything going on that we can see. Now we're turning to look out a window, maybe? No. Uh, oh, the rapey doctor, or orderly, just injected us with something. Oh, we're I being... I didn't do anything. I just obeyed orders. I obeyed orders. Charlotte is going to win. Mom will come and get you. She will. Even though I obeyed orders. Leave us alone. We're being pushed around. I only obeyed orders. out on a gurney. Don't know if they're dead or unconscious. And now, I guess we get skipped the line because we're being pushed into the room. Oh, I remember this room from present day. Where the I thought those old timey defibrillators were. Oh, and now everything's white. Now we're laying down on a bed with four people holding us down or strapping us in. about to do electroshock. What's happening? I don't understand what's happening. Yep, because they're putting a bit in her mouth, in her head, in Renee's mouth. So messed up. Well, I guess I wasn't far off thinking defibrillator. 
daughter several times, but have received no reply. I'm very worried, particularly as I've been ill for some time and have not been well enough to come and visit her. Please kindly let me know when it will be possible for me to bring my daughter home. Your humble servant, Ada T. Bring this letter to the attention of Dr. C so he can assess the potential discharge of the patient. Not delivered. There's another letter. Or journal? September 7th, 1938. The patient frequently indulges in recriminations expressed in an explosive tone of voice. This morning she threw away the milk, saying it was full of urine, spittle, and all kinds of other filth. Crazed, she hears voices that order her to do things. She says she heard children singing and that they were locked up in school. January 20th, 1939. Introverted, dazed, cannot focus on anything. When questioned and stimulated, she starts crying and weeping. At other times, she laughs. June 1st, apathetic, eats very little. She refuses to be touched, does not respond. Spends her time in the grounds. The cooks report that she sits on a bench in front of the kitchens, October 14th. Return of impulsive behavior. This morning she asked for two eggs to make zabayoni, but when she got them, she threw them up in the air. Excited, clamorous, slightly confused, takes her clothes off. December 8th, tied to bed for 15 days. What? High-spirited, tends to make witty comments and use vulgar words. Laughs hysterically and pleasures herself. The nurses report that about two weeks ago she remained in the showers on her own and didn't want to leave. They said that when they took her away, she swore at them and then lashed out and bit them. Two nurses had to be treated for their injuries. They've kept her tied to the bed since then, transferred to the slightly agitated ward from the care of Dr. B to the care of Dr. C. I was with Amara in the showers. My memories are terrifying. They're not real, are they? Um, I get to make a choice. Yeah, they're just a figment of my imagination. B, what reality are we referring to? Or C, memory is what you are, whether it's real or not. Um, I guess I'll go with figment of imagination. December 15th, Dr. C. Patient notes. The abnormality of her psychic state has induced her to lead a life which is irregular and tends towards delinquency. Of fickle and flighty character, 
she regularly discards her household duties and engages in occasional prostitution. Prostitution? Me? No, I don't think I could have. Or are my memories deceiving me? I was me? having a similar thought, like, what? What other horrible things could I have done without even realizing? The uncertainty, the fear of my own actions was one of the things that tormented me most. Her mental deficiency makes her deaf to the reprimands of her family. She has shown suicidal tendencies. She was brought to the ward yesterday, agitated and hysterical, treated with cardiazol, two injections a week for five weeks. The therapies removed the light for a while, but also all her will, desire, and hope. Again, I can choose. A, the important thing was to keep us quiet. B, to a certain extent, they were trying to make you feel better. You were lost souls. C, the therapy was terrible and painful, but it was the only treatment that existed. I mean, I, I guess C. It was torture, but we had no choice. Nobody explained anything. No one tried to help us understand. We were like farm animals. A. You were too many and they were too few. It was impossible to do otherwise. B. They also had their nightmares within these walls. They didn't know what to do with you. C. You were damned, dangerous, condemned souls. Who could have taken care of you? I'm going to go with A. You were too many and they were too few. June 2nd. After a long period of calm and improvement, the patient is very agitated today and vehemently refuses to submit to a gynecological examination. She swears and curses those helping her, flailing her arms and hitting them. According to reports by Dr. B, the patient has been subjected to periodic checkups since she had a spontaneous abortion about two years ago in her third month of pregnancy. Conception occurred after she had sexual intercourse with a stranger who sneaked into the hospital grounds. Details are contained in the charges filed at police headquarters in Volterra, a copy of which is attached to these clinical notes. ES Therapy a spontaneous abortion. It's not true. I can't believe it. How could I have invented things if I didn't even know what they were doing to me? What's a spontaneous abortion? And did the, did the, did the hospital lie to say it was somebody who snuck onto the ground? Like, what? Uh, my choices are A, it really happened. They made you have an abortion, but it was illegal, so they reported it as a random incident. B, that's a lie. What is written here might be false or just the wrong way of looking at things. C, perhaps Renee really did know. You can't be sure of it. You know that, don't you? I mean, I'm gonna stay on what I think is the theme here and say it really happens. They made you have an abortion. stranger in the grounds. I don't remember. Was that another lie? Or was another memory removed? God, my head.
Who knows? We'll never know. B. There are a lot of things you don't remember as if you hadn't done them. C. It wasn't you. Perhaps it was her. The other Renee. You know she did those things. So wait. Is she a multiple personality disorder? Uh, there's a newer name for it. I can't remember it. I'm sorry. Uh, we're gonna go with it wasn't you. It was perhaps the other Renee. The other Renee? The one the doctor talked about? The evil one who made you feel ill? The prostitute? The delinquent? The manic one? And what was she called? Amara, Charlotte, or Renee? Oh! Oh, Ma oh! So this... Okay, I think things are starting to make a little bit of sense. So there was the scene... We did just a little bit ago. We went to the shower, and there was a woman, and then there were like Amara that wasn't here, and then we later learned that in the notes that Renee stayed in the shower by herself for a while, and then became agitated. So was Amara? So my my theory is Amara is this other Renee, but she sees her even though she's not real, kind of like um. Oh, what's that movie? Uh, A Beautiful Mind, where um, Dr. John... Shoot! I'm blanking on his name. Shaw? John Shaw? Doesn't sound right, but might be close. Uh, I saw him speak once about a paper he was writing. It was really interesting. I don't remember much else. But uh, anyways, how he sees these people who are just, they're not there, but can act on his behalf, if I remember. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. That's a good movie. I should watch that again. Um, yeah, sorry. We're going with Amara. June 13th. The nurses report that she descended into a state of great mental confusion after receiving her mother's letter. She threw her soup over another inmate because she was very anxious, and then punched a nurse. Impulsive, flails about her. She rails against the doctor in vulgar terms while he is examining her, lashes out and spits. Block all correspondence to give the patient no further reason to become agitated. August 20th, tied to bed. The nurses report that the patient is extremely agitated after the visit of a relative or family friend. Two days later, she is still shouting all the time that he commands her, that she must obey and harm herself, and that she is not Charlotte. All visits forbidden, constrained to bed, and intensification of ES therapy until we achieve results. Yes, electroshock. No contact with the outside. That way, nobody knew what was happening within these walls. Right. Uh... My choices are A. Human misery was thrown in here and locked away to make the world forget about it. B. The people who were in here were no longer human beings as far as society was concerned. The important thing was to keep you quiet. Or C. You don't remember what happened when the letters arrived. How can you judge? God knows how much suffering they spared you. Um, I guess the people who were in here were no longer human beings as far as society was concerned. Calm 
You must be calm. Don't get agitated. We'll make you calm down. Is that the only thing that matters? Is tranquility worth the price of not living? A hundreds of us agitated squeezed into the most inadequate of spaces. Staying calm was essential for our well-being. B. What alternative was there? In any case, it was a life not worth living. C. Certainly not, but at least that way, from outside, everything seemed more acceptable. Uh, we'll go with hundreds of us agitated. March 3rd. Alert. Correct attitude. Replies when questioned. The nurses report that the patient is calm. She washes and looks after herself. She affirms the existence of a certain Amara. She says that Amara is a patient who disappeared when she was moved to this ward. No confirmation. Probably a regressive hallucination. Evaluate transfer. So, was I Amara? I can't believe it. I want to keep looking. It would change everything if we could find traces of her existence. Thank you for listening this week. I really appreciate it. You could have chosen to spend your free time however you wanted, and you chose to spend it listening to me play a video game and talk about life a little bit. I'm very grateful for that. I mean, even if nobody was listening, I'd probably still be putting these out because it's entertaining for me. It's kind of weird. I've now found myself in a place where I want to play video games to record them almost more than I just want to play video games. Like, I have some things coming up on my list that I want to record that I'm more excited about than new releases that are coming that I'm also pretty excited about. I never thought I'd be in a position like that. It's kind of fascinating. And it's really easy to make a podcast. So if you've ever thought of doing it, go do it. Just make it. Put it out there. It may be terrible. That's fine. We're all bad at things when we first do them. For the most part, some people are naturally gifted in some areas and just pick up a thing like that. But they also aren't suddenly the best at it. Like even people who are naturally gifted in mathematics or athletics or writing on their first attempt aren't the best in any of those. They just have a few steps farther down the door. Not sure what that means. Path, hallway, any of those other words would have made sense besides door, but apparently I went with door. We get better at things by failing. And not only failing, but failing faster. Because the faster you fail and recognize where things went wrong, then you can take that and do it better. And then you'll find another area where you can do it better and 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 better until you're really good at it. I hope you have a great day this week. We'll see you next time.